Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Underhood Show presented by Mel Hamilton Forward. My name is Phil Nightingale, Josh Prophet, and hey, Josh, we got a special guest today, Scotty. We do. How you doing? Scotty, how you doing this morning, buddy? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Perfect. Sitting in a hotel room in Hayes, Kansas. Uh, got rained out last night in Salina. The last feature of the night was us, and uh, Mother Nature didn't want us to race, I guess, so we didn't get to race, so... Uh, Loaded up, had a hell of a time getting out of there because it was a muddy mess, and uh, I was really worried. I didn't think I was going to get out of there. Had but really, the it was that bad, dude. I when I got here to Hayes, the uh, mud, the dude, I couldn't. I knew I had a vibration. I knew what it was, but the mud that's in the rear duels is unbelievable. <laughs> you always <laughs> said, yeah, you always said that that uh, infield of that track is just horrendous when it gets wet. But uh, oh, yeah, yeah crazy. And then everybody's trying to get out at one time and everything else too. But, uh, lucky got out of there and I drove like the first 30 miles. It was raining so bad. I drove about anywhere from 10 to 30 mile an hour because of how bad it was raining and everything. So that is what it is. So we're in Hayes, Kansas and, uh, ready to go tonight. Hopefully it looks good. Sun's shining out here today. So hopefully we'll get some racing in today. Cause we, we got rained out last week too, both nights. So did it, did it uh, rain in Hayes, uh, uh last night overnight? Yeah, it, I, it looks dry out there now, but when we got here last night, uh, it was wet. Yeah. It was wet, so I don't think it's enough to mess with us or hurt us enough to where we can't race tonight, though. Yeah, I know uh, you didn't know what to do with yourself last weekend, not being able to race, and then the car was uh, didn't have to do anything for the car the whole week, and so it, <laughs> uh, I, it was itching. I, I could see you itching under your skin. It was getting to you, so. <laughs> It was more than itching. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was for more sure. than itching. It was pretty weird. So, uh, yeah, so we'll see what happens at Hayes tonight, and uh, maybe get to race finally, so. Very good. Well, good morning, Delbert. Delbert's uh, joined us online here as well. And so, but uh, we've got a good show this morning. And again, as always, it's a call in show. Uh, call in here, the 316 462 3673, and let's talk uh, anything automotive. And then uh, for each and every caller that calls in, uh, we give away uh, a package, a prize package valued at over $130, but it consists of the uh, works, which is an oil change and tire rotation. We use Motorcraft oil and filter products here at Mel Hamilton Ford. Uh, while we're performing that, we're also going to complete a multi-point inspection on that vehicle, checking over the brakes, tires, steering, suspension, all the safety-related components on that vehicle. You'll get yourself $10 to Mel's Diner so you can get yourself something to eat and drink while you're here with us uh, at the big corner. You'll also receive uh, complete nitrogen for your tires so you get all the great benefits that nitrogen has to offer. And then a BG products package, which consists of a can of MOA or motor oil additive for your engine oil. And then uh, CF5 for your fuel system. Again, just getting that vehicle geared up and ready to go for that next 5,000 miles of driving. So that's right. This, uh, I want to, the, I want to do a little plug to Mel's Diner yesterday, uh, or Mel's Diner just in general. But yesterday, Brandon had a special over there, and I don't, for whatever reason, anything chicken fried steak or chicken fried chicken or whatever that he does, he'll he'll send out an email to all employees of the of the daily special. And boy, I don't think it was uh, fifteen minutes, and he replied back, "They gone, they gone, <laughs> they gone." So uh, <laughs> you going. He, <laughs> he does a uh he yeah every day he'll do a different special or something and it's always interesting to see what he has uh whipped up over there for sure yeah yeah i couldn't believe how quick that email come back it was sold out i didn't even get a chance to get out of my desk and it was gone <laughs> so like I, I, he's yeah. got to double up on that or something well that's what i was thinking too if you're uh if you got a, a commodity that that's uh that's 
that is that good, then maybe we need to make some more of it yeah. <laughs> for, for, from that side. So we went to uh, Paul one time. We were up at training in Kansas City, and he took me to uh, this Joe's Barbecue, and it's, I don't know, uh, I, there's a lot of magazines that you, you yeah. just got to go do that. And I'm not joking. We waited. It's an old Sinclair's gas station, and we waited in line for an hour and probably 10 minutes. And I'm not a big patient patient waiter, person period <laughs> or yeah. you know in line uh, and i'm you know for especially for food i'm just not that much of enthusiasm of it but i don't know if it's because we waited so long but when we got to the front of that line that food was so damn good <laughs> well, it was worth the wait though was, right was, well i don't again i don't know if i was just so hungry because i stood in line <laughs> smelling it for that long or what but uh but it was it was really good anyway so <laughs> little odd interesting fact so yeah so uh you were able to run your heat last night but then just uh got rained out you were the last race to run uh yeah and got rained out out there yeah it's uh well we knew we could see the rain coming of course everybody's watching you know today's with these phones and stuff you can watch these things with all these apps and stuff we've seen it coming and and uh, i thought we could get it in i mean i really did it was but they're the last probably 20 minutes that it picked up so fast. It was just kind of hanging out there around Ellsworth and everything else like that. Well, that last little bit here at common, but yeah, we did get our heat race in started, uh, dead last as always. And uh, got her up to second. And, yeah. uh, I would have loved to race last night. Tommy had a excellent track. I mean, the thing was smooth. It was heavy. And what I mean by heavy, it was wet Yeah, uh, cause there was so much humidity out, out there today. Yeah. We were, the water was just running off the top of my, trailer from AC <laughs> right. is unbelievable the humidity uh from that part but uh so i would love to have raced last night because i think we had the right setup we had everything dialed in nick was nick Bowman was there and jeremy was there we looked over the car and stuff and made just a couple final adjustments and everything and i i was just uh itching to go jake didn't want to go he knew it was going to get rained out i kept trying to get him in the car get him in the car and jake was in the car Helmet on, everything ready to go. <laughs> and so, it. Yeah, I actually, I actually winched him in the trailer in the car. Oh, really? Because <laughs> <laughs> it was coming go. fast. Yeah, so. yeah, I understand that. So, what? Uh, how's the year shaping up as far as uh, kind of points and that that kind of thing so far? I know it's real early still yet, but yeah, it's still pretty early. Uh, IMCA's kind of got a, a different point system than uh, basically the. Uh, well, let's first start with the track points. We're just a little bit out of the lead in Salina because we had uh, the first race of the year. We had a broken shock. Uh, the track was really rough, you know, and, and I, I'm not trying to knock anything on Tommy. He does a great job on that track. But when it rains and everything else like that, it's hard to get a track back back in. And yeah. we had a rough track. and We broke a right rear shock. Uh, so we had a DNF that first night out there. So we've been chasing the points back up. We're four points out of first place in Salina. Uh, we're leading the points in Dodge and uh, we're fourth in haze but uh then if you go to the total points on state we've got the state one pretty handily because of how many points we've added up right on all three of those tracks uh the region we're setting uh second and we're just a few points out of second and we really fell out of second because last week we didn't get to race and the other guys got to race and stuff too but when you get to the region and national points you get to pick your best 26 races of 52 oh okay. uh, so no one's raced 26 races yet. Yeah. So no one's about to, got to be able to kick out a race or put a race in there or whatever. So the region and state are really pretty early yet to kind of see where you're setting. But at least we're setting second region. We're not that far out of first. 
so if we could kick that DNF out of we had at Salina, uh, eventually that'll move us up quite a bit too. We're doing part, pretty so. good there. Yeah. 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 So we got two wins. Uh, we should guy, we got more seconds than we got anything, but that is what it is. Part of racing. What's that you know called, what? Josh? Well, okay. Second's going to be the first loser, but I will say in what I, from what I've seen in your particular case, if, uh, if you come home second and the car's not all fucked up, <laughs> <laughs> then I guess you're, you can maybe count that as a win. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't want to count it as a win, but, uh, yeah, uh, you know, uh, better, better than thrashing on that car for a week, you know, straight, just trying to get it back. Out well, yeah. And I will tell you that is true. It seems uh, like this year that so far, uh, you know, knock on, I guess, wood, but that's gone pretty good for you. Yeah, we have not really tore a lot of stuff up either from that part. I said the broken shock's been our biggest de- uh, problem we've had so far. And uh, and uh, the other thing would be the next closest thing was out of Dodge City. The last time we was out there, we almost we won out there. But uh, at the end, the old car, I could tell there was something wrong with the car and everything else like that. There's something which wasn't right and pulled in and it was sounding terribly. And he says, down on power, down on power. And I thought, oh, no, here we go. Because the motor we got is not a fresh motor that we're running right now. And I yeah. thought, oh, well, maybe it is getting ready to expire. But we had a plugged up fuel filter. Not sure where that dirty fuel come from, but we had a fuel filter suck shut on us is what caused the problem. Wow. So, uh, wow. so anyway, yeah, we've uh, we've had some good success this year. We hope we can keep it going. And uh, the next thing is, is the new car. We got the new car just pretty close to being ready. I was hoping maybe last night we'd been able to take it up there and practice, but it's not quite ready. And uh, from that part, so we'll see. Won't be long and uh, you'll be in that. And then, uh, you know, uh, so much of that, I think, is going to be uh, overcoming some mental challenges for you, you know, on just getting in your head of what you think's better than one, the other uh, from the driver's standpoint. But well, uh, you, you never know. Yeah, well, that's true. That's where the some of our second places that we've gotten uh, has been set up. And we know after the fact what we've done. And and this year we're doing all a much better job of exactly writing down exactly everything we did on the car to know exactly what's happening, doing a lot more stuff to document. So we know when we go back to that track, what we can do to re- reduplicate our situation stuff. But I do, I've kicked myself in the butt a couple of times for a couple of decisions we made that didn't didn't work didn't pan out i mean the other side of that is you could go to the exact same track you know time and time again and the just the overall weather environment you know how wet the track is your temperature your humidity stuff like that i mean it's going to play a huge factor as well oh and it's true the track conditions are crucial on what uh and different things you know we go back to the heavy to we've yet to have a dry slick track yet this year so uh yeah i know it's just because it's been so i mean we've we've got more rain i think in I tell everybody it's only supposed to rain Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's not supposed to rain. Yeah. So. Good luck with that. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> you know when it's going to rain now, right? Yeah. <laughs> Every single day you don't want it to. We've Friday, got a Saturday. Yeah. A couple of people join us here. Uh, Jeffrey Coates says, good morning, everybody. And then uh, Jerry says, how were the races last night at Electric Motor Speedway in Missouri? And I guess uh, I'm not 100% sure of that. So I don't Well, I, uh, Alan Covert, who works in our parts department, who is a avid longtime dirt track racer, too, uh, has a relationship with that track. So he went there last night uh, to represent Mel Hamilton Ford. And did a bunch of stuff, gave away a lot of prizes and stuff over there yesterday. And uh, so I'm not sure how the races went, Jerry. Uh, uh, from that part, uh, I need to. I haven't checked in with Alan yet or anything. 
yeah, he was yeah. here this morning, so I'll uh, I'll have to visit with him and see how how things. Well, are. you know what? I'm going to text Alan, tell him he needs yeah. to call on the show and give us an update on the on the uh, okay on the races. <laughs> We can certainly uh, we can certainly do that and make that happen. So had a busy week here uh, at the dealership. Uh, you know, getting getting things going. Man, it seems like uh, the summer months. Uh, yeah, they're here. They're here. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's honestly it's busy here all the time. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent of the time. And that's a that's a a good way to be. I'd much rather have it that way than than vice versa the uh, the other side of things. But yeah, it's definitely you can tell that uh, travel season upon us is or summer is upon us. School's mm-hmm. out and people are starting to travel. And then you know the other side of it, we are starting to see a little bit uh, uh, a little bit warmer temperatures, yeah. and and that's coming upon us as well. But uh, it's been definitely definitely a busy week here in the service department, getting people that are. Uh, getting ready to travel or uh, vehicles breaking because of the temperatures are starting to get a little bit warmer out as well. Yeah. Um, and so we've got a couple of things that we were slated that we were going to talk to talk about uh, today uh, in regards to the service department, but we'll see if we can get Alan uh, patched through here and see, see if we can get an update. Uh, yeah. I've that- got a, I gave him a text here to see what he's got and see if he can jump online with us here and, and uh, tell us how everything went. I seen a few pictures from there that Alan posted of different things and stuff like that too. So it looked like it was pretty fun, pretty cool. But uh, let's get it straight from Alan. Right. Yep. Then the other thing we got going on this week is a ping pong tournament. We do going on here at the dealership. So uh, had a little friendly competition. I don't. I'm already out, Phil. I lost yesterday. I didn't have your sport here, and I just I chose. Who? Who huh? beat you? Who beat Chance. you? Uh, Chance Dorset. Uh, yeah. You're kidding me. Yeah, not kidding. I don't know. I don't. I should have been. I should have beat Ryan and Chance both, but I didn't. You know, you either win or you lose, and I I lost. So you lost two yeah. times. Well, yeah, I lost Ryan to get out of the out of the winners bracket, and then Chance to get out of the losers bracket. So yeah, man, Josh, you're falling asleep at the wheel. That's what the deal was. So don't you worry. know, you can just like just like uh, racing, you can come up with all the excuses in the world, but. You lost. <laughs> Don't worry, so. Phil. I, I rejuvenated his ego first thing this morning, right before we did the show. He went ahead and beat me pretty badly, so he, uh, he's back to normal. Yeah, I had a little pump up game this there morning. There you go. So. <laughs> well, let me tell you, there's no more pressure than what I had to play with my. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would say, and so uh, for I guess for everybody listening, <clears throat> we went through and basically anybody that wanted to play, uh, you know, they they paid a little bit of an entry fee, and then uh, they drew names they drew i'm gonna drew <laughs> quote and quote <laughs> quote up here on the air they drew these names for the uh brackets and it's a double elimination bracket well uh, we come back after the names are already drawn behind closed doors and <laughs> no, no we did it right in the sales tower uh-huh. oh. <laughs> yeah they really? drew the names right in the sales tower why oh, really? okay well oh, that yeah. That helps me a little more. I <laughs> thought uh, I thought we came out with Scotty. The, she, Scotty, Josh thought it was a setup. I oh, it was really? A setup. Yeah, I, I did. I really did. Uh-huh. So they had right out of the gate. They had Phil playing Lisa, and then I was oh. playing Shannon, <laughs> and Kelly was playing Stan. I was like, wow. okay, yeah. There's a little bit of uh, uh, a rivalry, yeah, maybe I going would say between so. Kelly and Stan uh-huh. as well. I think uh, for multiple reasons, for a couple of different reasons. Yeah. But uh, that's so. funny. That's and funny. I don't know if uh, if he's listening or not, but somebody is still on the losing end of that deal. That's twice <laughs> over. Uh, Who's that? Uh, 
Well, between Kelly and Stan, I'll let you pick who you think is on the losing end of that. Oh, well, Kelly didn't even want to play. <laughs> <laughs> so wimp. But uh, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's uh, if he's on or listening or not. But yeah, he he's did probably hung over. Could, could maybe be so. Uh, he was down this morning there. Quick lanes making it happen down there this morning yeah. as well. So uh, got a lot lot going on uh, over there today as well. So. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, so yeah, I'm I'm kind of holding the game up, I guess, because I had to take off to go race, and and uh, yes, I got beat by Lisa. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, so I got to play Kelvin next, and Kelvin took off and was gone yesterday to go close on his house when I was there, busy, ready to go, and uh, so I didn't get a play. So I guess uh, me and Kelvin are holding the rest of the progress up. Everybody's played, but uh, but you too, but us two to to move on to the rest of the losers bracket. Yeah, <laughs> I still can't believe you got beat, Josh. I did. I did. Yep. <laughs> sure. Sure did. So, I thought uh, I thought I'd make it a little bit further than what I did, and I don't. We surprisingly, that's one thing that there are a lot of good uh, good players uh, around here. A lot of natural ability uh, to be able to do that for sure. And uh, that's one of those things that like you can you can buy the best paddle. Yeah. You can buy a nice table. You can take it home. But you got to have somebody on the other side of that thing to match your skills to be able to help you improve, you know, when you're sitting there. And uh, I play a lot with my boys and stuff like that. And they are getting uh, a lot better uh, for sure. They they enjoy it as well. But uh, you just got to have somebody to be able to, to get yeah. it back to you so you can, you know, get it back to them. <laughs> right. Deal. So uh, not ready to go pro yet, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see what I can do with Kelvin. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I don't know, I've not seen him play or anything, so I don't know. You know, I yeah, I can't tell you either. Uh-uh. Yeah, that's one of those things. Until they pick up the paddle and start turning the ball back, to you. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you find out. <laughs> uh, for sure. So uh, we've got a couple of things on the list to talk about today. Uh, first okay. of all, we're going to let somebody talk about uh, an experience that they had yesterday oh. on uh, on something new. Yeah. Uh, so yesterday, I guess I decided to go ahead and get myself a brand new F-150, Phil. I don't know if you were here or not, but you got uh, rid of the Ranger, got rid of the Ranger danger. Yep. Why? Because I wanted an F-150, Phil. (laughs) (laughs) Dang. I thought that Ranger was your baby. No, no. Uh, everything kind of aligned just right. I wanted a, I wanted the three, five back. I missed that engine. I missed the guts of that truck. And then, uh, it just, it just happened. And it was, uh, it was a great experience as always. Ryan said it put, took excellent care of me. Casey took care of me. It was, it was awesome. But man, that first desk test drive, I'm like, why, why did I even go? And it was, well, I'll tell you why you did, because when you bought that Rangers, when they just brought it back and it was true, cool, exciting, this is the greatest and latest thing that they brought out. And, uh, yeah, I thought yeah. that was your baby. I thought you slept in that thing. I did not. <laughs> I, I did not. Maybe for the first week, but other than that, no. <clears throat> so tell us about the F one fifty guy. I got the three five, which is good. That's the, oh. I still guess the best motor out there for an F one fifty. But one hundred percent, man. That thing, I, I just missed the the absolute power, the response, throttle response, everything. Uh, I just. I, I missed it so much. Uh, 10 speed transmission. Also, I, I like the guts of a truck, but now with the bells and whistles, it's absolutely amazing. That's that touch screen is, is massive, which, uh, is pretty darn cool. Um, you know, four wheel drives back, just all of the extra cargo room, the back seat. I, I ended up putting, was able to fit both of my dogs back there. 
put the seats up, get them to where we need oh, to go. You went home and uh, had to take the dogs yes. for a test drive. I did. Truck. <laughs> and, and don't act like I'm the only person that does this. No, Whenever you no, buy a new truck, <laughs> you want you are looking for reasons to go places at that point. Oh yeah. You are the you are now the husband that wants to run every errand for your wife <laughs> so you can be in your brand new baby. That's what you want to do. So I took advantage of every honeydew that I could. Yeah, and you you accidentally forgot something too. She'd have to go again, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, what trim level did you get? What color did you get? Uh, always black. I'm, I've always been a black truck kind of guy, and I got FX4 with the appearance package. So I've got the black wheels and everything like that. It's it's such a good looking truck. Absolutely love it. So All right. it was awesome. Very nice. Very uh-huh. nice. Yes, sir. So anyway, what else is on the agenda you guys have to talk about besides Scotty's brand new truck? That- well, being in the service department and getting the phone calls like you guys touched on earlier, the weather has changed. You, you now got weeks of 90 degrees. And so a majority of the phone calls that I have, especially emergency cases, have been uh, air conditioning concerns, issues. And some of those things I'm finding are actually maintenance. It can be maintenance related uh, that I've had just over the last couple of weeks. And believe it or not, you know, one of the goofiest ones that I've had that were just so simple um, and uh, is just a maintenance item. And it has to do with restriction of airflow in vehicles and people not even knowing that they have a particular part that needs to be replaced every once in a while. Be a cabin air filter. That'd be a cabin air filter. I've had, I think, three phone calls over the past couple of weeks of, uh, and, and previously suggested, you know, stuff that was declined or whatever. And it, and it turns out they're complaining about lack of airflow because it just doesn't feel as cold because it's not blowing as much. And I've had, had three vehicles with, with just cabin air filter concerns and that ended up being all it was. Um, so things like that, just reminding customers, hey, whenever you're getting into the, you know, these times of years and stuff like that, always have, you know, check it, replace it if need be. But that that sometimes can be something that puts a lot more strain on your air conditioning system as well. Uh, but I've had three of them over the last week and I was kind of kind of surprised, I guess, a little bit for that kind of thing. But Well, this is something that we talk about, you know, quite a bit on this show, yeah. whether it's cabin air filter or AC system service or whatever it is. but just the amount of times a day that in this environment we get involved in that whatever it is, preventative maintenance would have made the outcome totally different for a customer. Instead of that breakdown, it would have been a maintenance. Instead of that high dollar repair, it would have been, you know, uh, more routine maintenance or Mm -hmm. service intervals. Uh, Instead of that car breaking and leaving you on the side of the road and it choosing when to break, the consumer gets to, gets to pick and select when they have that done and it's it just goes back to good preventative maintenance absolutely and i don't believe i don't believe ford has an exact you know interval to replace those but i mean we check them every single service that we possibly can just to make sure we don't put our customers in that particular situation and so that's obviously one of the main important things but also ac services making sure everything's up to par especially whenever it starts getting hot and it's going to get i think we hit 90 last week uh, for the first time this year, but it's it's obviously Kansas. It's going to get hotter, um, so your AC system is going to be working significantly harder uh, whenever it's that hot, hot to cool the entire cab of the vehicle. So make sure everything's up to par, charged, and ready to go um, before you have that issue to when it is 115 degrees outside and she no worky worky. That's never fun, and you're driving what is it, 65 windows down? That's your AC system. That's not that's <laughs> a lot of fun. So. That's my reminder for the day. 
All right. That sounds good. To, uh, I think everybody takes that for granted. Some people don't really know they got that cabin air filter and stuff too. So, uh, yeah. Uh, older body style F-150s, I say older, uh, like 2010s and earlier, they did not even have the cabin air filter, if I remember correctly. So a lot of people don't know out there that that you have that filter nestled in places. So make sure that uh, that you keep that in mind whenever we go into these uh, these months. You know, a few years back, and Josh, you can kind of remember this too, it'd be kind of crazy. You'd have a series of F-150s that had it and another series of F-150s that didn't have it. And it was hard to really tell who did have it, who didn't have it what model had it and all that kind of stuff too but uh i'm a firm believer in that cabin air filter just to keep that evaporator clear and clean and and everything else too but uh just think about that air you're breathing coming through there i've yep. got uh got somebody texting me uh right now that says they're having airflow issues in their uh pickup and they do not have a cabin air filter oh so, okay okay so hey let's go through that situation what we got let's, there uh, we'll go back to that but let's talk to, let's go to the phones and let's talk to delbert delbert you're on live with under the hood Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, gentlemen. Good hey, morning. guess what I'm having problems with? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, what are you and having yes, problems with? It was with? recommended by you guys. So, yeah. Um, I haven't changed it yet. But yes, I noticed it myself. So, you guys are absolutely right. That is the thing that y'all need to check into on these newer cars that have cabin air filters. Make sure you change them when they're recommended. I mean, you know, you don't want to strain that. AC system anymore than you have to. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, well, that is uh, certainly. Let, a, let's talk about types of filters to put in there, though. Let's let's talk about that. There may be some other um, types of filters that people might want to think about. HEPA filters and just standard filters. You know. Yes. Yeah, so I'm the gonna, common things that we could think about on that. Yeah, that's a that's a good point too. There are different manufacturers out there that make uh, other products. Uh, you know, I view that just like I do a air filter uh, in the sense that mm-hmm. there's a lot of different manufacturers out there that make a lot of different air filters. Um, but honestly, for me, it would be more about routine maintenance or routine service intervals and just using an OEM filter rather than trying to get something that is, uh, you know, reusable or cleanable, reusable, cleanable, um, things like that, uh, because that that's what the manufacturer designed it with. And then again, going back to like our brake pads or whatever, manufacturers will make brake pads, and then they'll alter the design of the brake pad a little bit one way or the other so that that brake pad can fit multiple different vehicles so they have to carry less skews or make less skews. Well, when they redesigned it, what'd they change on it? Mm-hmm. Does it fit as well? Does it seal as good? You know, does it do as good a job? So I'm definitely replacing with OE. And for me, I'm doing that annually. That's a, yeah. that's an annual service at least. Um you know, just like your your home air filter uh, at home, about fifteen thousand miles is what the manufacturer uh, recommends on on those. Um, as much as I drive, Josh, I got to do it about every two months. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, you know, yeah, go ahead. You know, the other thing is, it's going to depend what environment you're in on changing yeah. that filter. Yep. You know what I mean. Yep. So, uh, you know, in, in your scenario, Delbert, where you're on a, doing a lot of highway miles or in, in town driving, things like that, uh, versus the, the gentleman that's texting me that uh, is dirt road. You yep. know, he's he's farming, he's in dusty conditions around grain dust and, and stuff like that all the time. And uh, that's that's two totally different service intervals. And that's why, you know, for me, 
that's why I value that multi-point inspection so much is because there's not a blanketed maintenance interval out there. Like it can't, it can't be. Those are two totally different situations. Those vehicles need serviced completely different ways. And they could be the exact same vehicle. In other words, you're making model a vehicle, yep. but because of the conditions that they operate in and what they're used for, you know, it's, you cannot have a blanketed maintenance interval that says at this mileage, do this. And at this mileage, do this. That's why you, that's why I hold that multi-point inspection value so high. Well, you know what I call well, them? Another good point about these is that you have to think about the moisture in the air as well. When you're going to change these, it's going to put more moisture into that filter and it's going to clog it faster. So We've had a lot of rain down here in Oklahoma, so I mean that's part of the reason why I think mine is even worse than it should be at this point. But I should have changed it already. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Delbert, we can uh, certainly help you out with getting that thing changed out. Uh, but yeah, that is uh, a good call and definitely a routine maintenance item for sure. So. Yeah, and and people got to understand that if they're not sure how to change it, let, let the professionals do it. Because some of these things can be a little more difficult to get to. Some are really easy. They go in there and do a couple of clips, pull out the filter, put a new one in. But others, like in my Fusion, we have to take a little panel off above the glove box. And then I've got a screw in there now because they broke the tab that was in there at the Ford dealer here. So I put a screw in there in the other tab. But yeah, and then you can change filter. But some are even more than more involved than that. So yeah, I've seen uh, I've seen them like you said, pretty complex. I've seen where you had to take dashes or a glove box outs or uh, lower wiper cowls or yeah. lower windshield cowls out to get to them. I think the manufacturers are really kind of catching on and making them yeah a little a little easier. easier. Yeah, uh, from from that side, I do wish it was a. A just across the board, every manufacturer had one in every car. Um, you know, uh, kind of like mandatory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because kind of like a steering wheel. Yeah, kind of like a steering wheel. <laughs> but I get it from their side of things, the expense of each individual unit and stuff like that too. So, but well, well good deal. Well, Delbert, thank you very much for the call, and you have a great day. I'm going to get a new filter this morning, so well, there, there, you go. there you go. There you I'm go. trying to find a Ford filter without going to the dealer because, the, unfortunately, the dealers here won't give me a break. So I have to go, and I think it's uh, O'Reilly's that sells uh, Motocraft. So I'm trying to go get me a Motocraft one. There you go. Well, good deal, Delbert. You have a great All right, day, gentlemen. Have a great day. Thanks for taking my call. We'll talk to you again soon. Sounds All right, good. Sir. Sounds good. We've got another caller on the line. We'll get him patched through here in uh, just a little bit and see what uh, see what's on Jason's mind for a topic. But yeah, that uh, that's why I value that multi point inspection so highly is just because you know there's there's not a manufacturer blank, uh, out there that can make a blanketed statement and say this needs this at this interval. Well, this goes back to Josh knows what I call the uh, owner's manual maintenance. It's called the minimum maintenance not the maximum or not the what you have to do it's the minimum you need to do but there's always depending on your driving conditions and everything else that goes along with that there's a lot more to do than what that owner's manual is telling you 
Uh, let's see. We've lost a uh, second one. We'll go to Alan. So we'll get Alan. Uh, yeah, this is Alan Covert from our parts department. Was at Electric City. We'll find out what's going on there with him and how things went last night. And I just was thumbing through my phone because getting some text coming in here too, Josh. And there's a picture. I didn't catch it in the group text we have with uh, a bunch of us guys. And Alan's got a picture of a couple cars on each other down there in Electric City <laughs> that I didn't catch. So I'll have to ask him what oh, that yeah. is. Wow. Yeah, there yeah. you go. We'll get Alan patched through. It sounds like uh, they had a good good time out there last night then. And then, uh, I don't know, sorry about, uh, let's see, Jason. Jason, apologize. I don't know, must have got disconnected there. So uh, if we lost you and you want to try back in, that'd be great. Uh, or if uh, if they got your name and number, I'll give you a call back after the show and see see exactly what you had going on there. Yeah, we'll get Alan patching in. It looks like somebody didn't get off the go pedal, as it would say in this picture that I'm looking at. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the car's on, underneath and on top of him. So, wow. Someone didn't get out of the go pedal. Uh, text that to me. I'll see if I can get it up online here. All right. Come on your way. <laughs> see what I can See what I can make happen there. I'm shocked with Josh's technical abilities. Well, no, don't be. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't be. Yes. Hey, Josh, what was your score against Chance? I didn't know Chance could play ping pong, but I guess he can, huh? Uh, so it was 19-21, and I don't know. I fell asleep in the first half of the deal. It was 210 to start out with. Like, you? Yeah. No, huh? I was 2. Oh. He was 10, and I come back to and finished at 19-21. I, honestly, I thought I was going to get him. Uh, towards the anyway, end. Anyway, Josh it. Allen's text me. He got dropped too, so I don't know if Did the he? girls are okay. doing something wrong or whatever. So I told him to call back in here real quick. And uh, and now we got uh, so we got Allen here. So let's go to the phones. Allen, how's it going? Good. How you doing? Great, buddy. Good. How are you? Doing wonderful. Doing one. A little bit tired, but doing good. I understand. So talk to us about uh, Electric Motor Speedway last night. And it was it was incredible. I was I was there for the the Vern Claiborne Memorial. Uh, it's a uh, race that's going on. Oh, geez, I don't know how many years it's been going on. I think it's like eighth or ninth year for it. Uh, this is the second year at Electric City Motor Speedway, uh, and it's an incredible facility. Uh, it's a, almost I wanted to get a race car back to go race there again. It, <laughs> uh, it's a, it was amazing. It's a it's a definitely a racer's track and. It looked like a lot of fun. A racer's track. So it must have been heavy, huh? Uh, it was heavy, had a nice little cushion to it, and it looked like you had to, you had to be up on the wheel and uh, on the pedal and uh, ready to go racing. You, you had to fight for every inch of the track and every inch of your position you were going to get, and it was, looked like a lot of fun. Anyway, uh <clears throat> Uh, what that picture I sent to Josh, Josh is trying to get it up on the screen here, Alan, as you sent in the group text last night, what happened there? Oh, on the very beginning of the race. The, yeah. With the, that was, it was, uh, not even before the racing started, they, you know, you know, they do, uh, kind of like the world of outlaws. And, the, uh, there's some other races where they do big races where they, they do the four wide salute to the fans and they do parade lap and, and then after that's over, you know, they kind of gun it and get get ready, get lined back up. And they were all gunning it, running around there. And some car spun out and and in turn one, and and then another car went right over top of him. 
So they were they were done before the race even started. Well, Josh is trying to get it up here on the screen. I, mean, I missed that picture last night in that group text because I was trying to fly to get out of the racetrack last night getting wet. And I was just thumbing through my phones. Right. I kept getting texts and stuff, and I saw that. So, Josh, you're going to be able to get that up there? Yeah, I've, I've got it. I've uh, got to log into my email here, so I'll have it up here here shortly. Yeah, he, guy spun out, turned turned around. He was facing the wrong direction, and another car came up, and was, he was literally sitting on top of him. And this was uh, so nobody even nobody even got to race or anything. Well, yeah, this is before the race even started, uh, <laughs> and uh, the two guys. So we're, they start twenty. So we were down to eighteen before the race even got, took a green green flag. And I felt sorry for the guys because it's, it's a Midwest mod or E mod, whatever different tracks call different things. Uh, they're the economy mods. They're the the least expensive modifies if you call it least expensive anymore uh but uh they were like racing modifieds i did uh 25 years ago that's where they're at these ah, uh, there it is <laughs> yeah Alan, are you so, in that picture uh, am i in the picture yeah <laughs> just kidding no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah the, i felt sorry for those guys whoever and whoever they were because they didn't get a chance and these E-mods or Midwest mods, what they call them, uh, they normally run for $250 to $300. That's their A feature. That's what they, they run for. And they it's like $350 to win and about $50 to start. That's what they normally race for. And this was a $2,000 to win race. So this is a big race for those, for those guys. Uh, even the what was kind of funny was second place paid a thousand dollars i think the second place guy he was more excited than the guy who won it because he, he won a thousand dollars exactly three to four times three to four times more than he went normal on a normal night so they were he was geez it was, he was more excited than the winner that's awesome that's good sometimes finishing second yeah, is pretty was, nice <laughs> right josh <laughs> <laughs> yeah he, he was <laughs> Yeah, it was it was pretty amazing. It was a, it was a great night, uh, a lot of cars uh, and a lot of good racing. So, and they had the guy that actually won it. He was actually a what they call B mod driver, and that the car he drove, he stepped in and drove for somebody else. The guy that that uh, he drove somebody else's car. The guy got the normal driver was like hurt or something. I don't know what the whole story said, but he was just filling in for the night. And he's the guy that won, named Jacob Ellison from somewhere, Independence, Missouri, or something like that. I'm trying to think where he was from, but uh, he did a hell of a job. He was a, he was a, he was a, he was up on the wheel and rolling, on that cushion and going. Uh, Andy Bryant was there. Andy Bryant, he's a guy that runs a few USMGS races and uh, a mod driver. Yeah. He was there. Uh, he was running second for, oh, pretty much uh, about six or seven laps, and he hit the cushion and rolled off a right front tire. So it was, I was hoping to see Andy Bryant and the guy that won, Jacob Elson, go at it, but they never happened. Mm. Yeah, so anyway, Electric City, now, I think a lot of people are finding one of the worst that Where is that at? Butler, Missouri, uh, the best way uh, to how describe it from Wichita uh, 
is you head on 54, you go over to Fort Scott, head north on 69. You get up to uh, Little Plas- little Past Pleasanton and take a right, go back to east, and you head into uh, head into Butler, Missouri. Uh, it's uh, it's if you're ever just out and about, it, and I'm a history guy. There's a lot of Civil War, uh, war memorials and uh, mark history markers over in that area. If you're just out and about, want to go see some uh, history stuff over there. It's pretty. It's a pretty neat area, actually. But you're not too far into Missouri uh, to get to there. No. Yeah. No, no, not not very far at all. Not very far at all. Well, that's cool, Alan. Glad you went and represented Mel Hamilton Racing. I see you put a, had quite a few of our stickers running around, which is cool. <clears throat> so, uh, yep. Now that yeah, we kind of know the, that race, the next year maybe we need to do something a little bigger and better down there, help them out a little bit more. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, a lot of the racers, they knew who we are, we were, and they were asking about. They had a couple guys. Did you bring your race trailer, our trailer, <laughs> and tomorrow? <laughs> Because they you know? they've been they seen us at they seen us at Lucas Oil and so they knew uh, knew we had our big race trailer and a parts trailer so they were asking about that and so uh, it, it was it was a good time for us as a as a company uh, we got a lot of exposure out of it and uh, uh, we did a lot of did a lot of good stuff for them you know maybe next year we do we take the big trailer down or Alan maybe we can. We can pre-plan enough and get everybody's schedule set up and stuff to maybe we can take the big trailer down there and help them out a little bit too. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh last night in Salina, yeah. we sold a lot of stuff there in Salina supporting the racers and it's not a night that doesn't go by that one of the racers doesn't come up and thank us for being there and everything else. And I'm going to tell you, there's a couple of times last night, a couple of guys wouldn't have got to race if we weren't there to get up some parts. Right. Yep. Yeah. They, they were definitely, yeah, they don't, they do not have a, a parts support there at the racetrack. Uh, and so, but yeah, they're, they definitely appreciate us and they appreciate us being there. And, uh, uh it was a, a great event. Well, fantastic. Glad it was good, Alan, everything else too. So, uh, thanks again for supporting us. Thanks for re- representing us over there in electric city and, uh, very much. You're welcome. I was glad to do it. Have a good day, Alan. You too. Thank you guys. Take care. See you buddy. Anyway, so yeah, another great event, and, and uh, like I said, maybe next year we do need to <laughs> get that big trailer. <laughs> I seen that coming, Josh. I wonder what's yeah. going to happen there. That's all right. So, uh, anyway, what else did you guys have on your schedule besides Scotty's new truck and the cabin air filters? You have anything? So with that, uh, I want to talk about some additional just preventative maintenance items as well. But also, uh, we had Jason. Uh, I think Jason back on the line here, so I was going to see if we could get him patch through if he's still uh hanging on uh yeah said uh so okay says he keeps disconnecting i'll uh I'll, I'll call jason after the phone there and sorry he had to maybe hang on just a little bit there with us uh talking to alan a little bit but uh um yeah the other thing you know we talked about just the ac system service in general and cabin air filters and you know uh 
got an individual that's texted me in regards to a vehicle that's not equipped with a cabin air filter, uh, just uh, a little bit older of a of a vehicle. And, you know, in cases like that, like it's a, it's a matter of, in some cases, extreme cases of completely pulling the dash out and replacing the evaporator because the evaporator gets so plugged up with uh, dirt and debris. Uh, but there is preventative maintenance that you could do to to prevent that from even happening. Uh, in extreme cases, uh, once it's gone too far, it's too far. But if it's something that somebody kept, kept up with, so what would uh, what would an individual want to do uh, to keep from having to get to that extreme point? I mean, on the older vehicles, I'm not as up to par probably you yeah. guys are. but So the AC the vent AC, service. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. the vent service would probably be with something like that that I would suggest for, um, especially – with especially the vehicles coming out now, but a lot, a lot goes into that vent service as well. And especially things that like, I don't even know how to describe it, but more like a mildewy smell too. Whenever you get the AC system, right. When you start it up in the morning and you start smelling that really kind of sour mildewy smell, um, that vent service is awesome. Um, to do a lot of things, but, um, especially with the vehicles you're talking about, that vent service is very, very uh, helpful as well. So you get to, and I've had somebody was texting me earlier this week about kind of that smell. And that was one of the things that I asked him right off of the bat was, Hey, are you noticing is your AC draining? So is it condensate? Do you see condensation under the vehicle? Um, And I've, we've, I've had two vehicles uh, this week personally that the drain was plugged up on. And so it started actually putting water on the, on the passenger uh, floorboard of the vehicle and you know we were able to go in and and free up the drain and or clean the drain out but again uh whether it's draining or not every time you shut that vehicle off you still have all that condensation and stuff sitting on the evaporator core and in the case and and everything uh and you know it's it's going to produce a mold or a mildew inside of there and that's where this ac ventilation service uh comes in and the the odor is really just kind of, uh, I guess, the effect from the cause. Yeah. You know, um, the odor that you're smelling is really not the bad part, mm-hmm. if you think about it. <laughs> yeah. And so some people are way more sensitive to smells than others, mm-hmm. uh, for sure. But um, I know, Phil, you get him in a vehicle and you don't smell much of anything. Uh, from <laughs> <You're not> a- <laughs> But, uh, you know. Uh, it's a lot. It's called pure entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Scotty. All right. Yeah. If he can yeah. smell it, it's bad. That's it's all bad I'm going to say. It's, it's, it's it, really yeah. bad. So if he says, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Here it comes. <laughs> yeah. See, but look at the laughter it's bringing to the uh, room already. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> Nothing's even happened. Uh-huh. You're right, buddy. I've only worked with you for 11 years now, and it's still funny every time. <laughs> so you, uh, you hit 15 years the other day, I think, didn't you? Oh yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. June the 6th, 15 years. I can't believe it's been 15 years since I started there. And, uh, you know, I, that day I did kind of think about that, that first trip over there. Cause I do remember that day driving over there and, uh, <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to tell you, I was a little nervous, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'd been in Hutch for, you know, 15 years there too and stuff. So it was, uh, it was a little nervous, but also re, uh, you know, thought about all the things we've done there and the things we've done and the people that are there with us and all the relationships we built and uh, all the stuff we've done. And it's been a fun 15. So it's going to be an exciting another 15 for where we're going and everything else too, Scotty. So, yeah. And just to, um, 
looking back, like, I mean, it does not feel like 15 years at no, all. No. You know, feel, <laughs> feels like we've been here a couple, I guess. Yeah. No. A couple I, long ones, but a couple. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you the first, I still remember sitting at that table or that one day with Lisa and I'd been there three years and I told her, I said, because, you know, we did have a long road to hoe to turn that thing around. And that first three years, I told her, I said, God, I had no idea it would be this hard because yeah. it was tough. It was tough. But anyway, we got through it. We're rolling pretty good and having fun. And, uh, you know, it's not just the customer relationships we built, but it's all the employees we have employees. that we built yep. and yep. stuff, the things and the things we do, just like that ping pong tournament. Oh, yeah. Uh, the excitement that's put in there in the store and everything else from that part and the relationships it builds. And what I love about it is all the other departments intermingling together, playing each other. And yep. Yep. There's no teasing or razzing going on either. <laughs> <laughs> There's there's nothing wrong oh, unless man. you're not talking some sort of smack. Exactly. <laughs> we got a it, it keeps morale up. Every single department. I mean, and it's kind of cool. We've all kind of grown together and we spend a lot of hours here and well, we've all become a, a, a very close family, I think. And and I can't go a week without Phil coming into my office and messing with me somehow, some way, or, you know. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean yeah. by that, Scotty? <laughs> visiting. 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 Yeah. yeah, you're right. Visiting. <laughs> so, what, and, That's funny. You know, every time I uh, have the opportunity to interview somebody or or talk with them about the industry, got a lot of passion for the industry yeah. uh, as well. But you know, <clears throat> I do believe that people could be turned off from this industry very easily in the wrong environment. And oh, there's a lot yeah. of wrong environments out there. And I think that's one of our biggest draws is just the, um, uh, you know, the, the relationship or the camaraderie or the, you know, the, the passion that everybody has, yeah. uh, that works here. And, you know, everybody that's here wants to be here. Yeah. Um, you know, if you go to a, a job and whoever you're working next to doesn't want to be there and don't like what they're doing, you know, and they got a piss poor or bad attitude about it. That's what, who wants to work in that environment yeah. for the day, you know? And well, I can tell you that I, my first years in this business, you know, I knew I wanted to be a technician. I just, that's all I wanted to do is work on cars and everything else like that too. And, uh, you know, that first job I thought I was underpaid, which I really was the second job. I got treated terribly by the guy I worked for. Uh, and then the next job I went to, uh, I was actually flag hour and stuff. He wouldn't pay me the flag hours that he owed me and stuff. And I was just frustrated. I mean, I was loading my toolbox up in the truck as I was leaving. I was done. And, uh, uh, a good friend of mine to this day come and said, Hey, what's, what's the problem? So I explained my problem. I was just frustrated. I was, I was getting out of the industry. I mean, I was gone. I was done. I was been treated that badly and uh, finally got me a job in Topeka. And that's when things kind of took off. Good. So you are right, Josh, that impression and how you treat people, what you do, this industry can get some black eyes and stuff like that too. But I'm telling you, it's been good for me and, and everything else. But I think a lot of it is you just got to have the right attitude yourself. I mean, I could have given up after that three years or whatever. Uh, and, just went on, but, uh, this industry is great. I mean, it's always how I tell people, you know, everybody wants a new car, they break and they need maintenance, <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, and they wear out. Yeah. Well, and you can, I mean, you could go anywhere in the world and be employed yeah. today. Yeah. You know, uh, from, from that side of it. And it's just, uh, it, for me, it's always about the always evolving, always changing, you know, new technology coming out and learning new things and, and stuff like that, that, uh, I think is a lot of motivator, a lot of drive, uh, just because I'll, I'm always curious. Mm -hmm. I always want to know, I will, you know, I want to know how something works, yeah. or <laughs> what makes it tick and, and stuff like that. And so yeah. it's, uh, 
it's definitely been a good industry. And like I said, when I interview people, that's something that I always try to convey to them is that, uh, that the way we conduct business or, uh, operate here is like our, uh, morale or environment is such a, uh, attribute, but that's hard to put down on paper and you yeah. can never, you can never know that or never experience it until you're employed here. Yeah. You know, that's the only way to really truly understand it, I guess. Yeah. I, I, I honestly think that you, you all, a lot of our customers uh, that have been here for a long time are not surprised that they come in every single time they come in, they see familiar faces all over the yeah. place, but you have somebody new that comes in here, just ask somebody, you know, how, how long have you been here? And surprisingly enough, if somebody says I've been here for three years, a lot of places, that's a pretty, pretty good stretch, but three years here is actually at the bottom of, of the average for most of the people that have been here because we all love it here. We all get treated well. And uh, yeah, whenever, whenever Phil's messing with you from time to time, it makes the morale go up. So it's a, uh, it's a good place to be. You know, and the other thing about our, our industry is there's so many different jobs too. There's something for everybody here from, you know, Scott, if you being a service advisor to a tech, to a salesperson, to a sales manager, to uh, in the office, uh, driving cars for us. I mean, we're always looking for drivers to drive cars, uh, the, you know, quick lane technicians, uh, quick lane advisors. I mean, there's jobs everywhere. Cleaning cars, cars delivery team, BDC, delivery team, yeah. BCC, uh, warehouse. I mean, there's just something for everybody. And, and that is one thing we do. We try to uh, move people in the right positions and stuff to put them there. Well, that's yeah. what I conveyed, you know, every, uh, every tour that I give throughout the building to all the different classes or that I go, go talk to is like, I mean, the automotive industry, just because you're in an automotive class doesn't yeah. mean that you, you have to be a technician. Believe uh, me, you don't want me to be a technician. Well, <laughs> just saying. And, and we've started people <laughs> off in career paths that that's where they thought they wanted to go, right. got into it and thought, you know, hold on, this it, it really isn't for me, but yet they had skill sets and values, you know, for other things and move them to a different department and, and they excel at it. Yeah. And so again, it's, uh, just trying to get the, get, get the right people in the right places, uh, you know, and be where you want to be too. Cause nobody, nobody wants, uh, nobody wants to be around somebody that doesn't want to be at their job. Yeah. 100% know? big time. So, well, very good. Well, uh, the, uh, what do you got? Uh, what what times your races start this evening? Are you? Oh, I think hot laps are at six o'clock. So so I got a little time here to get ready to go. That's the other thing. When we're driving up here tonight, we uh, last night Jake said, "Man, what are we going to do?" I said, "Well, we don't have nothing to do. With the car, it's ready. I mean, it's race ready. <laughs> Not the only thing we can do is wipe it down. I might have some dust on it, but hey, I think the rain washed most of that off of it too. But uh, yeah." I know, I'll get it once over on it, get it up on the rack and just look it over, make sure we didn't forget anything or whatever and that kind of thing. But uh, I don't know. It's going to be a long day up here, but I tell you, it's it's so much nicer to drive oh, at night. Yeah, I'm sure. <clears throat> I sat there last night and just kind of one-handed that truck driving down here. But uh, during the day, I don't know what it is about coming west out of Salina. It is always windy, and uh, that wind is just havoc on that trailer. And I'm a white knuckle, both hands hanging onto that thing. And then when you got to pass a semi, and all that wind changes, and you're all over the place. But uh, well, and then the other thing, you're already if you're already at Salina to turn back around and come back to Wichita, and then go all the way back to Hayes too. That doesn't make a whole lot of uh, ge ge geographical sense. Right. I guess. Uh, no, no, it really doesn't. So, uh, so now we'll uh, get ready to go here in just a little bit. We'll uh, uh, get some, go find something to eat around here in the big Hayes America, and then uh, go unload at the track and take our time and have a nice relaxed afternoon and get ready to go here. It's about six o'clock and see what we can do in Hayes. 
Well, very good. Yeah. Well, good luck to you out there uh, this evening. And uh, Scotty, thanks for uh, thanks for hanging out, Phil. I don't know you if got you got to go through the sponsors and. Uh, we- yeah, we, we never, don't, do, we don't, don't give, we don't give those guys as much love as we need to. That's for sure. Sorry about that. But, uh, BG products, you know, all the great preventative maintenance products we use right here inside Mel Hamilton Ford. Scotty, you're a testament to all the products we use there for them. And, uh, and, uh, you want to make your car run many, many more miles. And I uh, like those guys say, it's not a technician in a can, but it's not snake oil either. When you put their products in your, in those vehicles, you're getting some more life and more stuff out of it to make it run so many more miles and everything else too. So I can't appreciate the partnership with BG products. Love their facility just right down the road from us here. And uh, this week they had a couple of our trucks and come back and uh, the results that they show. Sometime we need to do that, Josh, we should show the results of the four and afters of, cause they, they, they actually, they actually them, and then they put them up and get an echo there. Sorry. And we show the results of how much improvement there is from that. So we should do that sometime. Sure. So anyway, uh, Big Corner Karate for all your advertising needs. Uh, Jesse's got a great crew down there at the Big Corner. And uh, anything you need for your company, adver- advertising-wise, a web page design, window wrap, vehicle wraps, race car wraps, window tint, anything to help advertise your business, those guys say just Google it. And then, of course, go to rent. Uh, Stan's got a great fleet of vehicles right inside here at Mellon Ford. Scotty, you're, you're right there in the middle with loaning out those cars or renting out those cars. And uh, finally, we got a decent fleet for Stan again for a change uh, from that part. So and now we got some new cars. We can start putting some more of those cars in there for the CTP program, which is going to be nice, too, for that part. So anyway, there we go. Everybody have a great weekend, and we will talk to you next Saturday. <laughs>